One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad Japan Podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing on this I'm fine I'm good. Day? I'm good, Chris. I'm buoyed by the fact that uh, there may be some changes to the uh, quarantine situation for uh, uh, people who are going out to study in Japan and, and work in Japan. Yeah. Uh, except, like, you look at the T's and C's and nothing's much changed, has it? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, uh, I did, like, an angry tweet earlier today, like I do. Follow me on yep. Twitter, where I yep. spew out garbage all day. Like everyone on Twitter, <laughs> by all accounts. Uh, I read an article about how someone, uh, I think a journalist for Japan Times, came into Japan... And it just sounded like a, a horrendous like process. You've got to take like five tests. You've got to have three vaccines with the booster. Yeah. Uh, you've got to do so much shit. And then you quarantine for six days in like a prison room and you get horrible food. And then eventually after a million years and 400 tests, and you've got to have like three tests while you're in quarantine, you get released out into Japan, into the streets of Tokyo, where over 100,000 people have coronavirus right now. And you'll probably just get it anyway. Uh, so mm. don't get it. Completely redundant, very stupid, horrible kind of perspective where there's this thinking that, you know, it's like, what coronavirus must be worse if it's coming through the airport, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> like this whole zero COVID policy that countries have instigated, I think China and Hong Kong, uh, and, and Japan's kind of done it a little bit. Uh, mm. It's just bollocks. Because all you've got to do is let one person in, and you're always mm. going to have some travel, some movement between countries. Let one person in with it, and it's done. And, mm. of course, it's spread like wildfire, even though Japan clamped down. The new variant spread like wildfire. Literally everyone I know and their mum and their dad and their fucking dog got it and nothing could stop that. All that happened was it delayed COVID by an extra three weeks. So but how, as but you can how, tell, um, sick and tired of it. Tired. <laughs> but how, how did the whole... Um, I, I mean, because obviously the booster take-up's like 30% or something. It's not very high. Um, no. which doesn't which which isn't ideal because obviously I mean they've said that you know boosters aren't, aren't amazing with, with the Omicron variant but it certainly prevents you from going to hospital and also um, the T is the T cells and stuff like you know can, can can sort of like help later down the line as well so the T cells the, the, the T cells the T cells I can't remember <laughs> Dr. Donaldson has spoken Dr. Donaldson's back again but um, yeah the, like the take up so it's, it's, it's always going to be a, it's always going to hit a little bit harder when not many people have got the antibodies and in their bodies so to speak yeah i mean i i 
I'll get the booster just because it's easier to travel uh, in and out yeah. of Japan, I think. That's the main yeah. reason. Having trouble yeah. working out where to get it at the moment, actually. I, I want it. You know, if, if if I could get it, I would do it. But it seems to be rolling out very slowly and in a very poor fashion. So, with with yeah. sort of the whole quarantine, like getting tested three times, getting food delivered to you, all the hotels and stuff, and like all the testing, like how taxed are you because <laughs> it just seems like there's a lot of look at all like the the the, the nuts and bolts of like the, the the documents you've got to fill in and you've got to triple check everything and you've got to get um special um mm. dispensation from doctors saying that uh, your covid test is internationally recognized and stuff there's a lot so much admin that's involved who it's does horrendous. admin how much tax are you paying <laughs> to get this done for crying out loud it is absurd. I, I I think I don't know if I've said publicly yet, but I'm planning on coming back to the UK in May. I'm very excited. Yeah. It's been over two years at this point. It'll be two and a half years almost. And I'm not letting anything stand in my way this time. I don't yeah. care what the rules are. If another variant comes along and fucks everything up, I don't care. I'm coming back. I'm doing it. I need to come back. I need to see my family. I've I've been slowly driven to madness in this last sort of year, as you can probably tell on the podcast and various other outlets. Uh, and I'm not looking forward to it at all. I know I'm going to have to have so many... T- I'm looking forward to, like, getting to UK. It doesn't seem to be uh, too much of an issue to get to the UK at no. the moment. It's the whole coming back here. I I just... It's all a bit silly. The I, I don't know what Japan is doing they've alienated so many people they need to sort it out and and also you know the whole business community in in japan is also pushing to open the country up and go back to the 21st century it's all got a bit too carried away for political reasons and it's yeah it's making me really angry i'm it's really frustrating me and and getting to me a little bit um it's 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 definitely soured a lot of people's views on the country uh, everyone that I know who's foreign living in Japan has it's it's sort of blown a hole through their sort of long term aspirations. I think to maybe yeah. live in Japan because you suddenly feel like, oh, is this what happens then? Is this you just get th- like fucked and thrown under a bus if there's co- like, if the, if there's COVID? There, there's very there's been a very sort of terrible response. I think um, yeah. in terms of how I've handled the foreign community and and whatnot. But I don't know. Just but so you, um, mental, just so done with it, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I I do think that you know people talk big. It's like oh, the Japan's been you know irreparably damaged. The reputation for for tourism and stuff like that in particular has been irreparably mm. damaged. Like people will be back. People want this thing that I said, I said last week. It's only going to get weirder, isn't it? If they if they if they close the borders forever, <laughs> it's only going to get strange again. So yeah, bring it on. <laughs> I don't think it's it's not irre- irreparably damaged. I can't say the word irreparably. That's irreparably. one of the hardest words to say in the English language. <laughs> when I was an English teacher, repeat after me: irreparably. 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 How would they say irreparably? It's a really hard one to say. Irreparably. No, irreparably. Because, yeah, Jesus Christ, the, that's difficult. The, the R and the L noise would be really hard for a Japanese speaker. To my, my good <laughs> friend, uh, my, the guy that uh, helped teach me uh, Japanese, Ito Sensei, yeah. a really nice guy, sadly passed away now. He, uh, he always told me the most difficult word to say for a Japanese speaker is thriller because you have the sort of the R sound and the L sound back to back like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like surira. 
That's supposed to be the hardest word to say. Even Pete Dawson can't bloody say it. Interestingly, Natsuki can do it. Natsuki's actually pretty good with the R and the L sound. He may have no grammar knowledge whatsoever, but he can certainly say thriller. And that's yeah. all that's important. It's all that matters. I'm just, uh, I'm just Chris. I'm just going through these uh, the breakfast time in Japan live stream uh, questions. Uh, Josh oh, Robinson got sake. into it, saying that he's watching from the UK. Uh, Five a.m. Just got in from a night out in Newcastle. Now it's a Wednesday. <laughs> it's a Wednesday. Getting in <laughs> a night out in Newcastle, and 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 I know Newcastle is the city that never sleeps, etc. But that's. Uh, that's hard work on a Tuesday to get that leathered that you're uh, coming in at five o'clock in the morning. Wow. Well done, that man. That, was, that wasn't a question. That was a remark. That, was, that a... was a remark, correct, yeah. But, you know, that's it. That, you discuss, look, I, that's your listeners. That's your, <laughs> that's your listeners, Viewers, mate. Pete. Viewers. Viewers. Observers. The, the Chris Abroad live show, available now Therapists. on the Chris Abroad channel. Therapist, what are you on about? <laughs> yeah, I did like, as I mentioned uh, last week, I did an impromptu five-hour live show the other day. I think it was the longest live show I've ever done. I don't know how people do a live show for yeah. more than a day. Um, I like people do subathons, right? That take days, weeks. I was dead after five hours, and actually my voice was partly gone as well. Didn't know how yeah. people do it. Magic. The younger folk have evolved. The pe- people are evolving to be able to do live streams. <laughs> to do Humans live streams, changing. yeah. To do the, the, those people who like play video games for like twenty-four hours at a time and stuff, like summerthons that take like days and stuff. And people, like sometimes you'll turn on Twitch and someone's just having a little snooze. It's Darwinism, Darwin at its finest. The people <laughs> that Twitch stream are going to have stronger voice boxes. They're going to be awake longer. They're going to be magic. Um, <laughs> what the fuck am I on about? We've got a story here from Christian from Texas. In he, Christian says, no one's wisdom, Chris and Pete. First off, guys, thanks for the podcast. I've been listening to five or six episodes a day trying to get caught up, and I'm currently in the mid-2020. Oh, the mid-2020. Mid that was Ooh. two years ago now. By the way, Pete, I understand, I understand your accent perfectly. Don't let the uneducated peasants tell you otherwise. Yes. Very good. Very Thank good. you. I'm an, I don't know what Pete say most of the time, to be honest, Christian. I am an uneducated peasant. So, so did I. Oh, God. Oh, God. Thanks, so, while camping to celebrate our anniversary, my wife Liz and I were discussing going on a big trip for our fifth anniversary. Chris, if you could read my lines. Pete, if you could read Liz. It went something like this. Well, this is the first time we've got, like, a play yeah, uh, for Story like of the Week. Yeah, there's more of this, please. No, and God. Scene. All right, go on then. You're Liz. Okay. We should do something big for our fifth anniversary. <laughs> Why does Liz sound very gruffly? <laughs> What's happened to Liz? What's, no, is... it's good. It's fine. It's good. Poor e- old Liz. Equal opportunities right. for builders. We should do something should... big for our fifth anniversary. Like what? I want to go some somewhere different, like London. If you just want to see old buildings and white people that talk funny, we could save the airfare and go to Boston. <laughs> Okay, smart ass. Where should we go then? I want to go to Japan. That sounds wonderful. You are so smart and good looking. <laughs> I'm sure Liz. I'm 
sure Liz definitely said that. The story continues. Maybe that line wasn't verbatim, but it's close. Needless to say, we took our first trip to Tokyo and Kyoto in 2014. While in Kyoto, we visited uh, Saihoji Temple, very beautiful, and participated in writing the mantras on watermarked sheets. When we were finished, we were told to write our names, hometown, and our wish on them and turn them in for the monks to pray over. Up to this point in our marriage, we'd been trying to start a family, but had lost several pregnancies along the way. So my wish was to have a baby. Nine months after our trip, guess what? Charlotte Jubilee was born. I insist she was made in Japan, but Liz insists it was in the States. Either way, I would like to think the monks played a role in helping out, which leads to my question. I want to send a letter to the temple, thanking them and sharing our success in starting our family. Uh, which added Tessa Jean two years later. Is there a reputable translation service available online or otherwise that could write a letter in Japanese that would be appropriate for this situation? I speak a fair bit, but can't read or write much. Thank you, guys. All the best. Christian from Texas. And congratulations, Christian. I'm glad the monks pulled off this this wish and made <laughs> your family a reality. I was, I was wondering like what was going on there when... Uh, Christian said he he wrote down the name and hometown, <laughs> and the monks were like, "Yeah, and your credit card number." And <laughs> another scam in the making. But that's a beautiful story, a wonderful thing. Yeah. And if you, this is a good question though, actually. There's a really good uh, piece of software that translates uh, Japanese to English, English to Japanese, and it's called Deep L. Deep oh. L, literally spelled deep with the letter L. dot com, yeah. and that is by far the best translation software. Uh, a lot of people I know, I had a friend who, who used to translate uh, professionally and he would cheat a little bit. He would take like, I think he would take the uh, English paragraphs, he would stick it in detail, translate it into Japanese, and then he would go through and just tidy it up and make it yeah. sort of sound more fluent. So yeah, Deepel right. is the one to go for. Leagues above Google Translate. Uh, and I think I even did a video about it uh, a year and a half ago called Why You Can't Translate Japanese or something. Go and check right, it out. Okay. But I talked about DeepL there, actually. So, yeah, check it out. Mm. Any thoughts, Pete? I, I, um, well, look, I think, I, think, I think technically, because the um, because the baby might have been born in Japan, I think that's technically a visa situation there. I think you can get in. <laughs> I think you can just sort of go, like, listen. <laughs> My kid is Japanese. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can try that one next time you come over. I might be able to get yeah. a special visa. <laughs> Good God. Good but God. It, it does make a mockery of like where you're born because it's like, <clears throat> what if you're on holiday? I mean, I guess you wouldn't be on holiday if you were pregnant. Ignore what I just said. <laughs> Why would you go to another country if you're pregnant? Unless... I would. Would they let you in if you were like nine months or something? Would they let you in if you're like eight or nine months? Could you just Of course lie? they would. Well, then... Well, of course they would. So then if you have a baby... Um, if you have a baby on the shores or whatever in, in, a, in a Japanese hospital, presumably that baby's Japanese then. Am I being absolutely thick as hell? I think I might be being as thick as hell, guys. I mean, isn't there like a... Uh, I don't know, because if you're as a tourist, maybe there's yeah. like... That, that just doesn't count, right? Yeah. But that's mad, though, Compared isn't it? Compared to like a resident like, visa. But it, makes, but it makes a mockery of people who genuinely think they're, you know, pure blood whatever, because, you know, I was born here, I was born here, I was born over there. It's like, it doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, you could literally just get on a... You could, I, was, I was almost Scottish by a week or something because mum <laughs> and dad moved over the border. Like, it's like, it's stupid. <laughs> stupid it is. Typical... Stupid. Typical rule-breaking Pete Donaldson trying to game the system, <laughs> trying to hack his way into yeah. other cultures, appropriating yeah. every term, the Donaldson way. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pete, you've got it all wrong. 
Shut up. Get out. Give me Get some out. interesting news. Cheer me up. Oh, with some Chris. <clears throat> Speaking of mamas and papas, um, people say in Japan, right, that um, if you want a decent curry, you don't go to your curry shops, your fast food restaurants and stuff like that. Uh, you don't even go to a good curry restaurant. You need the mamas. You need someone's mum to make you <laughs> some nostalgic curry. Japanese curry... <laughs> is very personal uh, and it's personal to uh, different um, families so family some some most families will sort of say yeah my grandma makes the best curry and everyone's got their own secret recipe that they covet that they that, that they kind of like don't let anybody know about because it's a secret recipe so now one japanese company is allowing us to experience Mum's Kitchen, uh, or, or, yeah, <laughs> Mum's Kitchens, with Mum's secret curry recipe line of capsule toys. So, you're in what? the shop, you're in the gachapon shop, and you, you um, fancy um, getting a little toy, like a little, I don't know, a little fucking talking crocodile, or, a, or a, you know, a, a Tamagotchi or something. Um, but you get the wrong machine, and instead of that, you get a little recipe card with a picture of an old lady, uh, and basically <laughs> you can cook a very special curry by yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, yeah. you, what you've just done in a very long, very roundabout way is... Oh, it's just it's just curry. It's a re- it's a recipe for curry in a capsule toy, right? Yes, it's a it's a recipe for curry in a capsule toy. Um, but I'm but basically um, left to right. I'm looking at it now. The Sato family's warm and comforting curry. The Yamada family's corned beef curry. The Uchida family's uh, shredded cabbage curry. And the Murakami family's tiki curry. Also, the Kato family's deep fried potato curry. Each recipe gachapon is priced at uh, 200 yen. Uh, but uh, yeah, people are just sort of going wild for this these huh. little kind of um, recipe cards with a picture of an old lady in it. Basically saying, this is the best curry around. So if you collect them all, you could have curry every day apart from Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a nice idea. Like, uh, it is. I never cease to be amazed by these gacha machines and how they're used. Obviously, we've had some crude ways over the years, like uh, the underwear situation uh, at certain unpleasant Andy. stores. It's nice to have a happy, family-friendly gachapon yeah. story filled yeah. with original recipes. I'd love to do that. I'd love to have my original recipes for, like, chicken and an omelette. Like in a in a capsule toy, people would love it. People would buy it worldwide. I'd be rich, but that's uh, lovely. That's lovely. Pete. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think I, it I, is. And have you have you ever sort of like taken? I mean, I presume like when you say like recipe, I, when people sort of say uh, making curry from scratch. They always use those kind of like little curry blocks that you get. You know what I mean? You just got to make it yourself. Effect it. Like it, it, it seems a bit like that's already done for you a little bit. Having like a, you don't like m- grab the spices and put the butter in or the ghee or whatever. You, you know, you don't put that together. That's mm. already prepared for you. So a lot of these recipes just say put a block of uh, is it Kiko Man or what a Coco Man or something. The uh, the, the, the curry people uh, put a block of that in. Add whatever you want beef. Uh, tomato, um, um, onions, stuff like that together. Uh, I always think that's cheating a little bit. <laughs> it is a bit, but then we do it in the yeah. UK, don't we? With with like gravy, for example. Or, oh yeah, uh, we do. Mac and I've, cheese. I don't in, think I've ever made. I don't think I've ever made a, uh, a, a, a a gravy from scratch. It's always just been bistro. Effort, isn't it? It is effort. Boring. <laughs> oh, you know, I haven't had. Uh... I haven't had uh, curry, Japanese curry in a while now. The problem is I always get really tired after I eat it. I don't know what it is in the curry, <laughs> but I eat it and I literally just fall asleep like there and then. It's magic. Do you know Stars. why that is? What is it? 
don't know, it's Dara Nice or... Uh, I thought you I said mean, it's, it's diabetes. <laughs> it's diabetes. Probably Chris is. Diabetes. I mean, the other Probably stuff is. is very much the issue, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I do worry sometimes about my blood sugar, but uh, <laughs> we, 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 so we're taking a, a big sidetrack here from the heartwarming story of family curry to my terrible health problems uh, that work, get worse for each year. But that's lovely. That's lovely. I, it's, I'm always, I never cease to be amazed by how these... Uh, these capsule toys are used. I've still got to fill the capsule toys, the gachapon, in the Abroad Japan studio with something. Like, it's sitting oh, two right. metres behind me right now. There's about 50 toys, uh, or 50 capsules, and they're all completely empty. Uh, I only discovered a few weeks ago the key to open the damn thing, <laughs> which it turns out is just sellotape to the back of it. So should have looked a bit harder. But what the hell could I put in it? Any ideas, Pete? Any ideas, uh, listeners? Old teeth, um, fingernails, um, batteries, used batteries. That would be a nice surprise. I instantly regret asking Pete Donaldson for ideas. <laughs> <laughs> used batteries? What is this? Yeah, everyone What's... needs a used battery every now and again, don't they? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there must be something good. I'd put, a, put a, a lock of everyone's hair that comes to the Abroad Japan studio oh. in a capsule. Not sure I'd offer up my hair, to be honest. Like, wasn't it Macron didn't well, want take to... Uh, Macron, when he was uh, meeting with Putin on that big table, he didn't want to take the coronavirus test that the Russians had uh, had oh, yeah. because he didn't want his DNA stolen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be like, I, I, want, I want the DNA. I want a, a hair from everyone that comes to the Abroad Japan studio. Yeah, uh, exactly. And when big people come, like PewDiePie, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to sell that for, for great money. <laughs> and this is the worst idea I've ever had. Ever. What a twat. We'll be back with the fax machine before I go further with this madness. We'll be back with your stories and questions, guys, in just a moment with the fax machine. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have you ever wondered what happened to all those space-age promises that previous generations thought we'd have by now? You know, heading out for the day on your own personal flying cars or working on a space hotel somewhere in the far reaches of our solar system. Where are all those amazing inventions? Well, we're here to find out more on my new podcast, Where's My Jetpack? I'm Sarah Credis, space expert, TV host and author. Join me and Luke Moore every week as we look into retrofuturistic tech that never was to decide whether it's still just science fiction or if some of these discoveries are actually a lot closer than you think. I think we're very close to that happening on a, an even more regular basis. And what I think is interesting about that too is that's going to make the accessibility of getting to space available for more and more people. So, if you've ever wondered whether we'll one day speak to aliens light years away or you'll be flying to work on a jetpack, this is the podcast for you. Think of the car parking spaces. They're these massive, really No, really the wings can fold up. Well, they don't exist. No, some of the cars um, which were designed had wings which folded up. Are you happy getting in a plane knowing the wings fold up? Yeah. Right. I, I trust engineering. Trust the science. Search Where's My Jetpack on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where's My Jetpack is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? Story we got a message from Jeanette from Finland. I'm a college student, and as you can probably imagine, partying is a big part of our student life here in Finland. Finland. Uh, God bless Finland. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> My question for you is, what kind of nightlife did Japan have? We all know about Nomakai and the horse hostess bars. What about nightclubs? Is dancing a thing here, Jeanette? You are speaking my language. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, they do have nightclubs. I used to love nightclubs. I, one of the coolest ones that I went to most recently was probably with you, and that was like three years ago in, in London. Yeah. But like, there are nightclubs in Japan. They're not overly great. The music's usually pretty bad. There's a few good ones in Tokyo and uh, Osaka. Osaka's better, I'd say. But like for the most part, nightlife in Japan, we're talking hostess bars, we're talking karaoke we're talking little dive bars little sort of whiskey bars uh you know izakayas yeah. i i do think like japan does have a very good nightlife scene it's quite diverse compared yeah. to the uk where you've basically got pub or you've got nightclub right pubs or nightclubs right, okay, that's yeah, what you've got to go yeah, with yeah. i do love a good pub i do love a good pub crawl and in fact i'd say that's maybe better than japan in some respects because the diversity of different pubs i used to love doing that but all in all i'd say the nightlife in japan is 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 slightly better it's more up my street you know i 
say, say for example, when a friend comes up here to Sendai, I give him the royal treatment, unless it's Pete Donaldson, in which you get, you get the, the budget treatment. But when you come up and you're not Pete Donaldson, you get a whirlwind tour. You get to go to, uh, where do you get to go? <laughs> you go to, I, I take people to um, this 80s bar. First of all, though, we go for dinner and we'll go for yakitori. Uh, yakitori or maybe some sort of Italian-style restaurant or sushi, depending on what mood we're in. After yeah. the restaurant, I'll take them to like an 80s bar or a 60s bar, uh, like uh, Humbe or Time Slip in Sendai, which I've actually taken you to, but you've probably forgotten. There's a cool <laughs> 80s bar in Sendai. And uh, then after that, we'll go to like another bar in the sort of the nightlife district. And then, you know, you might go to karaoke or a hostess club uh, or whatnot. I don't really do hostess clubs. I don't enjoy it. I don't like spending my money on it. And I find the conversations to be very mediocre and repetitive. Um, but Pete Donaldson loves it. It's his favourite thing. <laughs> I've never been to a hostess club. I don't but, um, So I took I... you to one. I was a snack bar, different thing. Um, and uh, that oh, was all yeah. your fault. I was led astray. Um, the, uh, if you are, I mean, every sort of um, major city has several, several nightclubs, uh, wherever you want to be. I mean, they all play the same fucking tedious music. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> and they never EDM. play the whole song all the way through. They play, they play the chorus of an EDM track, then they move on to the next EDM track, and then yeah. they move onto the next EDM track. It's, uh, it's, true. it's rather tedious. <laughs> I remember one time I was, I was in Rapongi, the seedy nightlife area, and I was I, I walked past the nightclub with a friend and it was playing like 70s music and I was like, stop what we're doing, we're going in right now. It was like 70s disco music, which you just don't hear anymore and I love that. And I went in yeah. and for about 20 minutes I was the happiest boy in all of Tokyo. I remember at one point like this Yakuza boss came in surrounded by... Uh, white models or white just these women just like there must have been 20 of them and he yeah. came in uh, he must have run like a hostess club or something Rapongi. it was his night out well, I don't know yeah. and they all formed a big circle around him but they danced around him and he looked like he was having the time of his life and I was having fun <laughs> with my drinks and my 70s music um, <laughs> and then they, they stopped and put on EDM music and I cried and left the building <laughs> why couldn't I just left it on God damn it. We got one here from Nick. He says, hello, Chris and Pete. I'm Nico from Barcelona. Here's my question to Chris. I have a quest. I have a restaurant, sorry. And a, a restaurant and deserts, desserts company. Uh, desserts company, not a desert company. Nick doesn't build deserts. Uh, no. How hard do you think it is to open a business in Japan? And which city would you recommend to do it? Thank you again. All the best, Nick. Uh, who? Uh, Tokyo, Tokyo. <laughs> easy enough. Uh, easy. Well, the the rate in which like bars sort of pop up and then disappear and then pop up and disappear, you'd sort of think that it probably it's probably quite easy to go if you're uh, if you're Japanese. Um, if you're not, probably quite difficult. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends what restaurant you want to do. If it's Spanish tapas food, I love it. And there's a but there's they're very few and far between Spanish cuisine. Uh, I live in Sendai, two hours north of Tokyo, right? And we don't really have much Spanish food. There's plenty of French, plenty of Italian uh, food, and Chinese and Indian. But yeah, Spanish food's few and far between, unfortunately. I don't know if that's Japanese tastes. I don't know if that's just because historically Japan and Spain haven't had much of a relationship, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But I, I love Spanish food. And I say, bring it here, Nick. Come to Sendai because we haven't got one here. And you can be the first decent Spanish restaurant 
to take over Sendai. Um, how hard do I think it is? I think it's pretty difficult to do business in Japan. Uh, I, I do think it's quite difficult um, to do business. A lot of the documents aren't in English. Uh, you're going to then need a translator or someone close who can do it for you. That gets expensive. It gets uh, difficult and takes a lot of time. Honestly, I'm not a fan of doing business in Japan. It's a really tough country. Uh, and you always kind of need a Japanese friend or associate to help you get in through the door. Uh, if you're dealing with Japanese businesses, that is, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's not easy. It's not easy. And I, I would, I would, that's, yeah, I, I wouldn't urge people to do it unless they really, really want to have a business in Japan or they already have contacts or a network. It's not an easy thing to do. a lot of capital to play with. <laughs> well, yeah. And that, yeah. of course, to uh, to get a business visa in Japan, i.e., to sponsor yourself, you need something like fifty thousand uh, dollars down, like down payment, in your bank to prove it, or you need to hire two Japanese members of staff, if I recall. The last time I looked, because I looked into doing it, um, yeah, it's not easy, it's not fun. I would probably stay in Barcelona and have fun, mm-hmm. <laughs> or just come to Japan on a holiday. Sorry to trample your dreams, but I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I, I've Don't been doing business in Japan dreams, for a long time. Chris, crying out loud. I won't. I won't. Like, you know, <laughs> come to Japan, have fun. Have a holiday here first. See how you get on. If you love it, come back and open a business, you know. <laughs> Don't go from zero to 100. Do it in steps. We've got one here from Jack from Scotland. Over to you, Pete. I need a drink of water. Well, enjoy that drink of water. Um, mm. This is from Jack from Scotland. Each video you upload is you. Oh, good God! Each video you upload is completely unique, amazing, and entertaining. How on earth do you manage to come up with new video ideas and keep producing content? Love the videos and podcasts, Jack from Scotland. I will not have you coming over here <laughs> and spouting such nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I ate all the chicken. Genius, genius. <laughs> I stayed in an expensive hotel room. Brilliant. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 you know, my abroad in Japan, I used to, my, my strategy for making videos was always quality over quantity, but not just that. I would always have to be truly invested and excited to make a video. I'd have to build it around a joke. For example, two years ago, I did a video where I talked about why I don't like Japanese TV. And I still don't like Japanese TV. And I talked about my experiences and whatnot on Japanese TV, um, all of which are awful. And I recommend you check it out. It's a good video. But that whole video was built around uh, a joke or a thing I wanted to do. I got a diorama for a, a, um, a diorama of a small 1960s style uh, Japanese apartment or Japanese sitting yes. room. And I, I thought, this is amazing. I want to green screen myself into it. Can I do it? And that whole video is built around that joke, a joke that lasts like under a minute, <laughs> 20 seconds probably. But like, I, I got really excited and invested in that. And same as the, um, the driving in Japan video I did soon after that, I, you know, I, that whole video was built around trying to see if I could make my car into a James Bond car with a rocket launcher <laughs> that explodes. And it's fun. So I have to get excited about a joke or something to build it around. And they're the best videos. So... Right now, because I've been depressed all month because of this uh, problematic Ken Watanabe documentary that I talked about uh, two episodes ago, yeah. I, I've, I've just not been in the right frame of mind to, to make any sort of good videos or like anything decent. So mm. I think once this, this Ken Watanabe documentary is done, then we're going to see a return to form and some of these more funny videos and the creative stuff that uh, a lot of people 
thankfully thankfully associated with the in Japan. But yeah, right now I just have haven't been in the right frame of mind. It's it's hard to be creative when you're not yeah. you know, in the right frame of mind. Do you yeah. find that do you find that Pete? I you're always um, happy. I need like a bit of space, I think. When anything creative you need a little bit of space um <clears throat> to um procrastinate mm. for three days and then uh, do all the work and about an hour at the end of that time <laughs> i find yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> i, I work, mean all of the best be all of the best abroad in japan videos or the, the ones that i'm most proud of the ones that are meticulously planned a lot of thought has gone into them um mm. i've thought of a joke or something and i've yeah written it down i've rewritten it and i've gone over and over it um those are my sort of videos that i really enjoy and yeah. um yeah, I want to get back to doing that as soon as possible. Thank you so much for the kind words, Jack. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, do go and check out the video about why I hate or why I don't watch Japanese TV. That's a classic. I love that video. <laughs> Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to Bron Japan Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back, guys, to do it later in the week, once more, all over again. But for now, wherever the hell are you? I can't speak. I've, I've been live streaming so much this week. Five hours. My, my tongue is broken. Uh, we'll be back later in the week to do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, enjoy the rest of your week, guys. And we'll see you to do it all over again in the next few days. But for now, have a good one. Ta-da! Abroad in Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 